Hey there, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, and today I'm going to be talking about a 2015 anime TV series by the name of Ushio and Tora. Now, Ushio and Tora is a shonen fantasy adventure series that um, chronicles the tales of the child of a Shinto priest by the name, I guess a Buddhist priest, yeah, by the name of Aotsuki Ushiro. Ushio, and um, thing is, one day he goes into like this hidden basement in his family's home, which is a temple, and encounters a yokai who is being impaled by a spear. And he removes the spear, and the yokai is like, "Oh, who's like a tiger-like yokai?" Is like, "I'm gonna eat you," and then he doesn't really eat him, you know, because it's the first episode. And they ended up fighting a bunch of yokai together. And yeah, that's the series. Uh, Ushio names him Tora because he looks like a tiger. And they have a lot of adventures until they finally um, discover who Ushio is in his role and the nature of the spear that impaled him. Who called it? They call it the Beast Spear or Kimono no Yari. As it is in Japanese. And I gotta say, I really like this show. Like, I think it's a wildly inconsistent series that has somewhat questionable pacing, especially within the first, like, 10 or 12 or so episodes. Um, that kind of, like, goes in and out, like, monster of the week type episode. But, like, when it really starts trying to develop it's like narrative or that is it's overarching um like antagonism with its uh i guess big existential bad guy hakumen no mono it gets really interesting like this is one of those shows that kind of starts off kind of weak gets interesting within the middle and then gets like super exciting towards the end and I'm used to shows being kind of like pretty interesting in the beginning, falling off in the middle, and either having a so-so ending or having um, like a bad ending. And honestly, it's really satisfying to see a series that finally just has like a great ending. And I do find the character Ushio to be at least somewhat interesting, like... He's presented as, like, this middle school kid, so automatically I'm just like, damn, like a middle school kid? Really? But, like, he's this really athletic kid who, instead of, like, wanting to be, like, a super sports star, he wants to be an artist, and he we see him painting and producing some mediocre paintings, and you just think, that's, that's kind of weird. You know, it's like, we're used to our protagonist just being kind of dumb and not being fairly sensible. And I think that if you were described Ushio at the beginning of the series, it's like, he kind of followed that model. But like, since he's like, like wants to be an artist, like, you can tell he yearns to be like something more. And I think it's really telling that he's like the son of a priest because he's like supposed to be like this really spiritual person. And I think that as the show progresses and as we see him discover himself and learn more about 
Torah and learn more about the yokai worlds, um, we see him become more of like this great spiritual leader. And I think that's really cool. Like, like I wouldn't say that he's like the most dynamic protagonist, and I wouldn't say that Tora is exactly the most dynamic protag- um, dynamic character either, or really that anyone in this show is super dynamic, but um, they're all like really fun to watch. But yeah, I guess to give a little bit more background on the series... There was, like, an earlier anime TV version of this show in the 90s. I haven't really seen that, mostly because, you know, it's just, like, the 90s kind of became, like, this kind of forgotten era for a lot of anime, except for maybe, like, Gundam Wing or whatever um, random series that uh, got, like, really liked by anime fans in the 90s. But uh, Ushio and Tori is, like, one of those shows that... Um, I guess we're kind of ignored in a lot of ways and is probably continually ignored, but I think it has, um, maybe not the most interesting things to say, but I think because it touches upon, um, like this really epic journey where a young boy, um, goes on like a JRPG-esque adventure and functionally, unites both like the human and non-human elements of Japan to take on like a giant um like existential threat that is thousands of years old that ranges I'm just gonna spoil this from like a couple thousand years ago and I guess what we could understand to be like the Middle East or at least cradle of civilization um and, like, deals with this sort of generational struggle and also intercultural struggle because this being a Hakumen no Mono has destroyed countless countries in its wake until it was confined in Japan for, like, 500 years for this final battle with uh, our protagonists. And it's, like, this really cool, epic, intergenerational, intercontinental, intercultural struggle that and, like, that I think make this show pretty interesting. And, yeah. It's not, it's one of those, like, fringe-y shows. And it's definitely not a show that's always on, like, the ball, right? Like, it doesn't always follow the principle of rising action. There's a couple moments where the characters just start doing stupid shit, like, even at the end, like, they'll just be doing some stupid shit, and you just be like, damn, like, I thought you were growing, and, like, how did you, like, revert to this dumb stage or whatever, but, honestly, I feel like the ending is strong enough that it still feels satisfying, and so, in that end, I highly recommend this series, even though it's, like, radically kind of all over the place in terms of quality and I don't know I feel like at the stage when I was watching the show as it was coming out um I was also checking out a bunch of other yokai and I think it's interesting how yokai tend to like stand in for a lot of indigenous religion like um I believe the series Gege no Kitaro and um that Keiichi Hara movie, Summer Days with Ku, kind of speak to the indigeneity of um, yokai. Like, 
especially in like summer days with Koo, which I believe I reviewed on this show in the past. Um, like it was sort of like a Rip Van Winkle story where a yokai wakes up in the modern age and discovers that humans have kind of taken over. And there is kind of that element in Ushio and Tora where Tora discovers that humans have like finally taken over Japan or maybe not finally, but have taken over Japan. Like the world has changed because he was trapped underground in a basement impaled by a spear for 500 years. And he's like, huh, hamburgers are a thing. And that kind of becomes like a running gag of his. But, um, yeah, like. I kind of like it, the just like the metonym that yokai kind of stand in for. And in this series, the yokai do really kind of take on this nationalist identity, especially with what happens at the end um, when like the yokai and like, I guess this is kind of spoilers, but um, but this is like kind of like one of those things where it's like literal and figurative, where they literally kind of become like, the base of Japanese culture and uh, the base of Japan that kind of holds its national identity steady within an ever-changing world. And, I don't know, I feel like it kind of plays well to that theme of what yokai mean to that, um, I guess, world. And so, maybe I'm kind No, I'm not reading into it. I feel like that's a fairly accurate assessment of what this show tries to do and providing a somewhat spiritual backbone with, like, the material, I guess, the brawn or the athleticism of its protagonist. But, yeah, I think there's a lot that you can kind of unpack within the series, but I feel like, yeah, some of that will be spoilers, so I'm not kind of get into it too much, but overall, it's like two seasons... It's probably around like 39 episodes. Yeah, it's like 39 episodes each. Uh, 39 episodes within the new series. I don't know too much about the 90s series. I haven't really watched it. But I feel like this recent series, it's kind of crazy enough. And its characters are kind of interesting enough to watch in spite of its flaws. And there are also like really funny small things like... Um, We see a character drinking mild turkey instead of wild turkey. If you know what that is, that's a nice little whiskey brand with a lot of alcohol in it. I thought that was very funny, but yeah. There's like a lot of little funny things here and there that I really appreciate. And yeah, I can't help but highly suggest this series. Probably because I'm partially a hipster and also just because of its super strong ending. Like, seriously, check the series out. It's streaming for free on Hulu, torrented or whatever. I feel like it's probably out on DVD. I don't know who's licensed it. Uh, and it's a series that ends strong, which is not like what a lot of anime can say. Because I feel like most anime endings are just kind of like contrived or leaving it open to the manga or... It's just kind of like, just kind of like not that exciting. But I feel like this series ends on an exciting note. And um, even though its themes aren't exactly new, I feel like it executes those themes fairly well. And yeah. And I would say that 
probably at its best, it kind of becomes like weird anime Doctor Who. And I kind of appreciate that. Even though I haven't really watched Doctor Who in a while. I feel like maybe Doctor Who is like a, a decent comparison to the series, though. There's really only like like a couple of episodes of time-traveling antics. So I suppose that's not the best. But like Doctor Who is kind of like this weird, kind of cheap series with some that isn't always like super well-written, but is like well-loved. And, like, warm. Warm in the sense that he's this, like, kind of comfortable character that you can kind of relate to. Who's somewhat of a trickster. And, you know, it's kind of concerning. But you know that he's kind of a good guy in the end. And that's functionally Ushio and Tora. Now, I do have some criticisms of the series. Like, um, some of the jokes do get kind of old. Like... A lot of the gags, I guess, or the jokes, ongoing jokes, is like, Tora wants to, like, eat Ushio because he's a yokai, and as a great, powerful yokai, he's eaten a lot of humans in the past, and Ushio's like, nah, you're not gonna eat humans, I'm not gonna let you. I have the beast spear, and I can stab you again. And, like, in that sense, it's not very funny, but, um, I do think it's lighthearted enough and adventurous enough, and the characters are likable enough um, that it's worth a shot. Also, the music in this show is ballin' as shit. Like, it is so, like, fucking epic and fun. Like, maybe in the first couple of episodes, it feels kind of inappropriate since the um, stories are kind of generic. In regards to a lot of yokai anime, like, here's this yokai threat, and now they're gonna, like, defeat it by punching it, or, like, clawing it apart, but, like, towards the end, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just, like, a partially biased because you get attached to it, but I feel like towards the end, it, like, really all just starts come to, coming together and just feels really strong, and, like, it's just, like, it's like, oh yeah, Tora's gonna go on a fight. And it's like, damn. Damn. Not a lot of show not a lot in this show is super well directed, but this music is kinda on point. And I've kind of been noticing that myself. Like I've been drawn to shows that have like really ballin' ass background music. It's like Maybe, like, the other equivalent that I can think of is, like, Attack on Titan. It's like, that series kind of sucks, but the music is so fucking ballin'. Now, it's like, it's not exactly Hiroyuki Sawano level quality, but it's definitely, like, anime music good. Which is, like, generally good. And there are, like, there are the occasions where anime music sucks, it's just, like, absolutely sucks. And those tend to be pretty rare. And this series kind of follows that general trend of anime music being pretty good. And, yeah. I hope that if you ever have the chance, you check out this cute little 39 episode series. Maybe at some point I'll check out the 90s series. Maybe at some point I'll check out the manga. I know that this show um, takes out a lot of battles um, with Hakumen no Mono. Um, and Hakumen no Mono, I guess... I feel like it's kind of worth talking about him because 
he's just kind of weird. Like, he's like this Lovecraftian fox-like monster with like with like a bunch of tails, almost like a nine-tailed beast, you know, like Naruto's nine-tailed beast or whatever. Um, but there's only like three or four monsters that we really see attack like the populace of Japan and then like the rest are just kind of reserved for like the in fights and it's interesting right it's just like the show does such a good job in building him up as this sort of absolute terror and like any demon he feeds off the terror of his subjects he feeds off the terror and like as people are more and more terrified of him um like he gets more and more powerful and it's like that very common demonic theme of feeding off fear and as Ushio be kind of becomes like the symbol of hope um like the nation of Japan like learns to resist and like all fronts of Japanese life unite um that is both like the Japanese defense force the government and like even like the simple restaurant cooks like work together to overcome their fear and take down this monster in like a giant Disney-esque battle at the end and it's really cool like it's really cool like yeah I like this show a lot like if I really had to like reduce this series it's like anime Calvin and Hobbes where they just go around killing a bunch of monsters which I guess kind of makes it not Calvin and Hobbes but definitely makes it, like, super interesting. Check it out. Anyways, this is Jefferson signing out. If you want to contact us, hit us up at the Twitter at DailyAnimePod. Hit us up at Gmail, DailyAnimePodcast at gmail.com. You know our website, DailyAnimePodcast. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. Goodbye.